0: Well, good morning, folks. Here we are. Video number 30. My name's Paul, Pastor Paul, Brother Paul, whatever you want to call me, that's fine. Welcome to those in Christian Coffee Time and others that may be joining in. Our study of the book of Revelation is going through it and looking at the high points and seeing how it's laid out and such and looking at applications to our own lives. It's very important for us to do that. When we study our Bibles, there's one interpretation to any particular passage, but there may be many applications applying to our own lives and such. Let's have a word of prayer and we'll get going. Our Father, we just thank you now, Lord, for this day. And we pray in Jesus' name, asking for your help to understand these things, to see the interpretation here, Lord, as you've given it, and to make applications to our hearts and lives. Bless all those that watch, Lord. We thank you that the blessing for those that uh, that read these things and they that hear and keep these things herein for the time is at hand. Lord, thank you for your grace now and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, it's been a while since we did a video. I guess almost two weeks now. We've been away for a bit, but here we are again. And uh, we'll have a look at this. We're in Chapter 14, so get your Bibles. Get some writing material, paper and pens and pencils, whatever you want to use write stuff down. Again, I could, cannot stress that enough that you will have uh, stuff written down that you can go over it later because the repetition and going over things, building on one particular thing before you move on to the next, okay a good understanding and you get that from studying the Bible and cross-referencing. We'll see it comes together as a wonderful, wonderful uh, uh, um, way to study the Bible is just to go over and over it. The other uh, one scripture with another as the, as the Lord has told us to do so. So we're up to chapter 14. Now remember in the book of Revelation we're looking through and looking at the basically the main sections of it as it were. So some of the main sections we have um, the first three chapters dealing with the letters to the seven churches and uh, then chapters 4 and 5 setting up the whole scene of the what we call the tribulation. Now, to understand the seven years that are left, that are yet our future to us, uh, 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 John is being shown the whole thing, and it's future to, from this standpoint, it's a seven-year period. Remember, go back to Daniel, chapter 9, verses 24 to 27. We'll explain that 70 weeks, which is 70 groups of seven years, so for 490 years from the time of the uh, command to build and restore the city and the walls of Jerusalem after the Babylonians had destroyed that and 150 years later the Nehemiah was given the uh, command to go and restore there in Nehemiah chapter two. And uh, um, 69 of those weeks are 483 years from that point up to the time of Christ and the time of his crucifixion and such. So there's one week left, one group of seven years left, and Daniel explains that in uh, chapter 9 verse 27, with one left, we call the tribulation time, the time of the Antichrist, Now, and one of the things that we've been seeing as we go through this, this study is that when we come to the book of Revelation, we see all kinds of terrible things happening, tremendous things taking place. And one of the things I think people forget or don't see or, or, or whatever is that the mercy of God is upon even those who are under his judgment. Those who will be under his judgment as he pours out his wrath, his mercy is still there. As we saw, we've been looking through and studying the trumpets. The seven trumpets have sounded. Now at the beginning of the trumpet, you know that he, uh, the Lord will... Seal 144,000 from the uh, 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes of Israel. They will go through that trumpet time to be witnesses for Him. That's the beginning of the wrath of God, but it is—it's uh, mixed with something, because you'll see that He only afflicts one third of this, one third of this, one third of this. He's holding back, as it were, but that's His mercy. And we see the 144,000 are going to be His witnesses upon the earth last time we saw in chapter 14, the first 12 verses, we're going to deal with verse 13 to the end of the chapter today, to verse 20. The 144,000 his witnesses upon the earth at that time, and they're going to be removed at the end of the trumpet time because the next section, the last section, the third section will be coming up. You have the seals, the trumpets, and then the vials or bowls. The seals are not the wrath, but the trumpets and the vials are the wrath in two different sections. Um, that he has a, an angel flying through the midst of heaven proclaiming the gospel and telling people you know, to look to God, to worship Him another angel saying that Babylon has fallen the key word for the religious system of the day and the, uh, uh, the warning of the 666 don't take it folks, don't take it so we see those things taking place in the first, uh, uh, first uh, um, uh, section of chapter 14 first half of it let's have a look we'll go right down into uh, verse 13 and i heard a voice from heaven saying unto me write blessed are the dead which die in the lord from henceforth yea saith the spirit that they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them Um, blessed are the dead now people have a fear today of death don't they hebrews i think it's chapter 2 chapter 2 verse 9 comes to mind i think it is in chapter 2 that talks about the devil holds the fear of death over people people don't want to die well we have a natural thing we want to hang on to life yes it's natural for us but there's this absolute terror and fear of it okay um the devil holds that over people god says there's a blessing here for those that die in the lord he's talking about this time right this when i say this time i mean this revelation time this time of the tribulation, of the future yet, it may not be too far away, we don't know, things are changing in our world, and it looks like things, they're trying to bring it around to this one world globalist thing, okay, uh, the system of the Antichrist. But anyways, let's let's go back to this, to die in the Lord, and what's the opposite to that would be to not be in the Lord when you die, it would be to die in your sins. Well, the Bible tells us that's a bad thing if you die in your sins your spirit will go to hell as we know hell uh, as that holding place until the day of judgment to be punished. Those that die in the Lord as trusted in Jesus Christ will they will go immediately into the presence of God okay? it's a blessed thing to, to be uh, to die with your sins forgiven you don't want to die in your sins because they' well, I don't have a spirit, I'm just a body, and that's all there is, and I die. I go into the, the, the ground, I'm just buried like a dog, and that's it. Uh, nope. Two seconds after you're dead, you're going to find out that you made a big mistake, that there is a God, and God made everything, and he made you, and he made me, and he made all things, and God is above everything. Look at the order of things in creation. And we know that we're sinners. You know it. I know it. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, God manifest in the flesh, went to the cross at Calvary to pay the price of our sins. The sacrificial lamb of God, God provided himself as the lamb. That we would not have to go through, that we would not have to suffer judgment, we would not have to suffer the wrath of God. be Delivered from that, Jesus died on the cross, was buried in the tomb, rose from the dead on the third day, and he simply holds up his hand to any that would trust in Christ. Take him as your Savior. Put your faith in Jesus Christ. Repent of your sins. Turn from them, Turn to him. and You'll be saved. Blessed are the uh, those that die in the Lord. Um, it says, they shall rest from their labors. There will be a time of rest. This old world today, in this time, excuse me, I'm just about to sneeze. I got uh, stuck remnants of hay fever <laughs> actually it's a goldenrod around here um, uh, it says that the rest from their labors a tremendous time of rest, a time of peace to be with the Lord and your works shall follow you the works that we do today, the good works not for salvation because you can't work for your salvation Jesus paid for it, You said believe in him trust him with all your heart but we will do good works. We will do good things. We will serve God while we're on this earth. You'll do, do something for the Lord. Do something for the Lord. When we get down to verse 14. Now it gets into a portion here where people get confused when they see this. We'll try and explain this. Uh, Behold, a white cloud, and, and upon the cloud one sat like the Son of Man. Now, first of all, the Son of Man, that's a reference to the Lord Jesus Christ. Daniel chapter 7 verse 13 describes it as a prophecy of this one, the Messiah. um, God manifests in the flesh who will come to the earth and do all these great things. And he had a golden crown upon him. Now this is not a diadem, this is a victor's crown that he's wearing right here. But a golden, gold in the Bible, that color speaks of deity and such, okay? Um, In his hand is a sharp sickle. Now what's a sickle for That's for reaping, we don't use those today, they use different methods with machinery and stuff but in the old days the hand sickle to either a scythe or a sickle to uh, cut down wheat or whatever it is. These are pictures for us of what's going to uh, transpire. Is Jesus actually going to come out with a great big sickle and run it over the earth? This is a picture of what he's going to do. It's a reaping. He says, the time of the harvest of the earth is ripe. In other words, it's going to be a time when enough is enough. We're coming to the end because this old world is not going to be like this. Things are going to change. Jesus Christ is going to come back and claim what is His. and going to take the squatters off the earth. All those that trust in Him will be with Him and those that don't want Him Those that won't be saved, those that don't believe, that don't put faith in Christ, they will be cast aside. And this second half of this chapter 14 is just an introduction telling us what's going to happen in that next section. You had the section of the seals, the section of the trumpets. Now the trumpets have come to an end. He's introducing the vials. I like to call them bowls. Because when we get to it, the idea is a, is a very shallow, flat bowl, which can empty its contents rapidly. That's the idea in the picture behind that. But you can call it a vial if you want. A, our, 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 our King James Bible says that, but it means uh, it has the idea of a bowl. Not a vial like a test tube, it's a, it's a bowl, a flat bowl. But nonetheless, let's go on. So we have one sitting on a cloud, one like the Son of Man. And John knew who this was, the Son of Man, uh, this is the Lord Jesus. But what's he doing on the cloud here? There's, uh, people would say, well, there's, there's the rapture there. What's going on? You have to understand this, and you don't hear many talk about it, that there's more than one gathering. Okay, He's coming out here at the end of the trumpet uh, 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 judgments and gathering the people that were saved during that trumpet time from the ministry of the 144,000, from the angel going through the midst of heaven, and perhaps even the two witnesses. He's going to gather them up. It says it right there. He's going to gather them off the earth before the next phase of the wrath of God comes. If we were to back up at the beginning of the trumpets. We had Revelation chapter 6. Down through there you had the sun, the moon, the stars are darkened, and then uh, this, uh, the sign of, uh, of the Lord He's seen in heaven. He gathers and removes the people from this age, the church age, off the earth. And seals the 144,000 before the wrath begins. Read it. End of chapter 6 and chapter 14. So he's removing them. So we got those three sections. Don't forget. you got the seals. You've got the trumpets. You've got the vials. Before the trumpets, he removes the believers off the earth. That's us. And the trump the 144,000 go through and they minister. People get saved in that time because he's going to remove them right here now before the vials judgments start. So we can say that, uh, uh, um, well, the church age believers have gone up before the wrath, after the sun has turned to darkness and such. You read chapter uh, 6 and then we'll get to read 7 uh, to explain what happened to them. There is no pre-tribulational rapture. You cannot, there's no Bible verse that says when uh, uses that as a pre as, as the removal of God's people. It's not there. People say, well, we use deductive reasoning. Well, I don't think so. Not when you come to the Word of God. You don't, you better have uh, Bible verses to uh, back that up, substantiate that. Second uh, Thessalonians chapter two verse three says let no man deceive you by any means For that day, the day of Christ, that's him coming in the clouds, He comes to gather his people. That day will not happen unless the two things, the falling away comes first, and then the man of sin is revealed. The man of sin was revealed in chapter six verse two, The rider on the white horse is going forth conquering. That's him at the beginning of it, okay? That's him. He's revealed. And the uh, pre-trib uh, thing puts the um, puts the um, uh, the sun, the moon, and the stars being darkened and such after the tribulation. Well, the Bible says the other way around. If you look at Matthew 24, the sun the moon and the stars happens first, and then He removes them. Joel says that that the uh, sun shall be turned to darkness before the great and terrible day of the Lord. The great and terrible day of the Lord is the wrath of God and such. We've gone over all this uh, um, uh, previously. Um, don't, want, don't get it mixed up. Don't be deceived. It is a deception. I'm sorry. I don't mean to make fun of anybody. I'm not doing that. I'm saying just what the Bible says. You read Matthew 24. You compare it with uh, chapter 6 and the book of Revelation. Look for the sun being darkened as a key before the wrath of God begins, and before the wrath begins, He's going to remove His people. You will see the sun, the moon, and the stars darken and He's going to remove His people. He seals 144,000, and then the, and then the trumpet wrath begins. That's what it says. And read Second Thessalonians chapter two, verses one to three: that day shall not come till those two things happen. You see. Pre-Trib rapture says that the very next thing on the uh, timetable of God's plan and such is the gathering or the rapture of God's people. No, it's not. The Bible says it's not. It's not going to happen until the f- falling away comes from, and the uh, man of sin is revealed. That's what it says. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1-3. to three. Read it. Read the context. So what's happening here in chapter 14? Well. We know that, as I said, uh, before the trumpet starts, he removes the church age believers. Now, before the uh, um, the bowls or vials uh, judgment starts, he removes the belie- believe- any believers that got saved through the ministry of the 144,000 through the trumpet time, and they're going to be removed. Maybe it's primarily uh, Jewish people, but there, there'll be some Gentiles there. And uh, well, let's let's get going here. In this last section coming up, of which this chapter 14 is just setting it up as an intro into the last seven judgments here, Um, um, if we look at in in this last section coming up, it would appear, and it would appear, that many people even get saved at that time because he's uh, going to leave them upon the earth to go into the millennium at the end. But we'll get to that when we get to that. So let's have a look here and see um, chapter 14, verse 15, and another angel came out, came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud. He says, Thrust in thy sickle and reap, for the time is come for thee to reap, for the harvest of the earth is right. Now I don't understand if this being Jesus on the cloud there, now remember, he, he was revealed way back, and every eye shall see him in chapter 1, verse 7. Perhaps he's there the whole time and they can see him. I don't know. Uh, But another angel comes. Why would an angel tell him? I'm not sure, but this is just the order of things. What God had decreed, though, and has said, that Scripture has said, that in the end times that angels will have a big part to play in the um, gathering of people and the gathering of the unsaved. He calls them the wicked. Um, at the end time. I mean, Matthew chapter 13, verses 41 to 43. Read those verses and you'll see about the end times and the, 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 um, the part that the angels will play in this. So we have another angel verse 15 comes out of the temple with a loud voice, the time to reap has come. Okay, it's time to get these people out of here. It's time to get the next section rolling, as it were. Okay, verse 16, He not, that sat on the cloud, the Son of Man, Trusts in the cycle, uh, the sickle, cycle, <laughs> in the sickle. Now remember, this is figuratively speaking. These are pictures of things. To help us understand kind of like a parable. He says this is what this is like. It's like as if you took a sickle and you're going to reap the earth, the harvest. And the harvest, first of all, now notice, he mentions first of all that he removes the believers. He removes those off the earth first of all. Before the others are dealt with, let's have a look. And he that sat on the cloud thrust in his uh, sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. Okay, he's gathered them up. This is the second gathering. You say, "Well, I don't believe that." Fine and dandy, but that's what it says. Seven fourteen is the first one. Fourteen fourteen is the next one. You got to see the sections of Revelation, the seals. And then the wrath in the trumpets, the wrath in the bowls or vials. Okay. In verse 17, another angel came out of the temple. Another angel came, uh, where am I? Uh, 17, another angel came out of the temple, which is in heaven, he also having a sharp sickle. Now here's the second half of this reaping. Okay, what's going to take place? First, the son of man, the Lord himself is going to deal with the people that have trusted in him through that time. But now this other angel comes out and he's going to deal with the rest of the people. You know, it's a sad thing to think of that there may be people living today who actually go through this time. So we don't know when it's going to unfold. Things are changing. Our world has changed. It'll never go back the way it was. It's going to change more and more and more and become a communist uh, style one-world government and economic and religious system that's the kingdom of the antichrist for those seven years and jesus is going to come back someday and he's going to remove the believers to be with him and then his judgment his wrath the terrible day of the lord the day of darkness the day of fear is going to come upon this earth Another angel came out of the temple which is in heaven he also having a sharp sickle this is the second part of this reaping this is just simply like i said describing what's coming here in the next few chapters okay in verse 18 and another angel and another angel came out from the altar which had power over fire and cried with a loud voice to him that had the sharp sickle saying to the angel one angel to another angel thrust in the sharp sickle saying a thrust in the sharp sickle and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth for where grapes are fully ripe. The earth, it's time. Ripe. So he's reaped the, he's gonna reap the earth, remove the, the, the good from it, and leave the rest for the angels to deal with. Gonna gather them together. Jesus gathers the righteous and the angels gather the wicked. And I'm sorry, but that's the word that the Lord uses for those that do not trust in Jesus Christ, that don't get saved, but rather live in their sins and such. And, and through all this time, God is allowing them to hear the gospel, whether it's from the 144,000, from an angel flying through the midst of heaven, and so on and so forth. And people don't want it. Even today, people don't want to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. In fact, if Christ was here today, they would probably crucify him that's how much the world and society hates god but that's the old nature that we have folks jesus came to save us from our sins save us from that you might say well i don't believe the bible well i'm sorry i can't help that but i know this is true that one day you will one day you will it might be too late he's going to gather the uh, clusters of the vine of the earth now you get the picture the grapevines he's taken one particular kind of grapes off there, and then he's going to take the rest and throw them into what he calls the wine, pr- wine press of the wrath of God. Very descriptive here, and it's a very horrible thing. Uh, some people like to watch uh, horror movies and stuff. And those things are just kiddie things compared to what's going to take place in the future. And the way he describes it, he's going to gather those, them together and he's going to throw them into this great wine press of the wrath of God. Let's just followed through. This is hard to grasp, it's hard to look at, it's hard to consider. But you've got to remember that sin is terrible, sin is horrible. Sin caused God to be manifested in the flesh and to be put on the cross at Calvary and put to death in a bloody mess. It was an awful, painful, bloody mess that Jesus went through to pay for your sins, to pay for our sins, and yet people would rather have their sins than Christ, this is what they'll face if they're alive at that time. Let's have a look. Uh, Cast into the winepress of the wrath of God, the final stage is being introduced here, okay? The wine press is trodden outside the city, verse 20. Remember, Jesus Christ was crucified outside the city, outside the city walls of Jerusalem. The wine press of the wrath of God. And it says the blood came out of the wine press, or the, will come out, it's future yet, will come out of the wine press as high as the horses' bridles. You know, it's just showing us a picture of the enormity of this thing of the complete destruction of this thing. You know the world loves bloodshed. Entertainment is just full of bloodshed. Wars just bloodshed just and you know that's what it's going to be at the end. Well, look at it says this blood this wine press of the wrath of God the blood is going to flow as high as the horses bridles for 1600 furlongs. That's about 200 miles. That's a lot. He's just showing the absolute, utter destruction, the description of the wine press, of the blood flowing, an absolute, complete destruction of this world's inhabitants and the, the, uh, uh, the world system, the sin, the, all of that, the wickedness, the end of society. The end of civilization, civilization as it is, to bring in the true new world order in Jesus Christ when he rules. He's come back to take his land, to take his uh, world, and he's going to turn it back into like the Garden of Eden. And He's today he's calling out people for his name. Those that will be his people, his family, his children, through faith in Jesus Christ. That's what's taking place today. You need to be warned to flee the wrath to come. Oh, you might laugh at it. You might joke about it. You joke about telling people to go to hell and everything else. But it's real, folks. God has given us the scriptures. There it is. Read it. And yes, and weep. Weep for our sins. And weep for joy that God has provided a way out. You ask those that are born again, that have trusted in Jesus Christ, and they will tell you that they have been changed from the inside out, from their heart. And their, their, their attitude towards everything has changed. There's been a great change inside them because the Spirit of God has come to dwell in them. Anyways, what we have here in chapter 14 is a description or like an introduction to the last part coming remember the trumpets were the first section of the wrath of God but mixed with his mercy and his grace because you'll see through that trumpet section he deals in thirds like he's going to destroy the third of this and the third of this and the third of this okay when it comes to this next section and it says that his uh, wrath is poured out without mixture verse 14 or chapter 14 verse 10 that without mixture full wrath of God and uh, chapter 15 verse 1 talks about the uh, the seven last plagues for in them is filled up the wrath of God it means to bring it to completion but also that it is it's just complete it's straight wrath so when we get up to chapter 15 and 16 in the next video we'll describe and look at the seven vials or the seven judgments of God the last phase of God's wrath upon the earth before Jesus Christ comes back to the earth to set up his earthly kingdom to set things straight. Okay. So that's video number 30, chapter 14. Read through it. Uh, look up the uh, references I mentioned to you and uh, read through chapters uh, 15 and 16, I think. We'll yeah, I think we'll do it that way. Uh, just, we'll do 15 and 16 maybe in the next section. So when you go come to the book of Revelation, you look at basically those three sections, the seals, the trumpets, and the vials or bowls, the judgments. The seals are not the wrath of God. And that's what the Bible says. Read chapter 6 of Revelation. The trumpets begin the wrath, but mingled with His grace and His mercy. But now we're coming up to the final part. The final, it just gets worse and worse. As he described it, as a wine press of the wrath of God. Anyway, we'll stop there. Lord bless you. And uh, look to the Lord Jesus. Tell other people about him. Warn people. People need to be warned. He says they need to be warned to flee the wrath to come. Because it's coming. And this old earth is changing. We can read our Bibles and we can see what's coming. We can see how it's going to change and how it's going to develop. And it's developing according to uh, the scriptures. But anyways, let's uh, uh, praise the Lord and look to Him. Have a good day, folks. And thank you for allowing me just to bring this before you. Thank you for watching. Encourage other people to watch. And thank you. And we'll see you next time.